This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome on to another episode of Double Tap for a brand new week. Today, it is Monday, it's the 10th of April 2023. We're talking all about hearing accessibility features. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Yes, you heard me correctly. I hope you listen up on this one today. Oh, oh. oh dear. Oh, we'll you're so good. Oh, yeah. no, well done. Oh, Sean Priest, how are you? You sound a bit down. What? No, I, you said this before we started recording. No, I don't. Don't, now you're making me feel like I should be depressed. I am absolutely fine. I'm happy and full of the joys of spring, Mr. Scott. Are you? No. No, neither am I. I've got some bad news. Bad news, oh. guys. Um, yeah, we've, it's, it's kind of sad to say that... <laughs> hang on, pause this a second. Hang on. Uh, it's important to say that the only time we get a new jingle is the death march. I just wanted to put that out there. The only th- the only one we got was this one. Uh, yeah, so sad news. Sad news today, guys, uh, because it does appear that the... I don't even know how to say it, to be perfectly honest. It's quite emotional. Just get it out, man. It's, it's tough. It's so tough. Yes. Chicken nuggets dead. <gasps> the Twitter client. Twi- chicken Twitter nugget is dead. <laughs> oh. <sighs> I thought you meant that, you know, a certain restaurant had stopped producing them. I was really panicking there for a minute. Ah, you're just talking about a Twitter client. Yeah, I'm just talking about a Twitter client. Chicken nugget is dead. I think it is anyway. I can't get in. It just keeps saying error. So either either my my, uh, account has been deleted or, you know, the, the whole thing is dead. You haven't. We've just announced that chicken nugget is dead. And we're only going off your one experience for about 10 minutes. I, I asked, I tweeted people. Well, tweeted, I asked people. I couldn't tweet people. You tweeted. <laughs> I asked people I knew and I haven't heard anything back. So, Oh, well, be, that confirms it then. If so they haven't- clearly the answer is I'm right. Okay. It wouldn't surprise good. me. But I will say spring on the Mac, still working. So I think I think right. slowly but surely the API access is being removed along with all the blue ticks. Why is everyone so obsessed with a blue tick? You know, and it's funny, right? Yeah, all the people who complain... Important. Yeah, but all the people are complaining about it, so they don't care about it. It's so funny. Well, because I don't care that... about my blue tick. I don't care about my blue tick. Meanwhile, have you got a blue tick, Stephen? No, I don't have a blue tick. Of course, I don't well, have a blue I, tick. I'm not I don't popular. want to know you. If you're not I'm likable. Okay, no, you're not. Right. So the <laughs> the point is that the verification was actually a good thing because you knew this is the official account and it's not a bogus, you know, fraud mm. or anything. You're not being scammed or whatever. And now that's totally gone out of the window. There is absolutely no point to the blue tick or the verification. No, they should they shouldn't even call it verified anymore. That that's a misnomer. They shouldn't call it that. This is basically I'm paying for it so I can get two factor authentication and see who I want in my. Uh, timeline. It, it's it's nonsense. There. I've said it. It is nonsense. And the fact is, you actually just your your signal just cut right as you said it, and it sounded like you said a bad word. And I'm leaving that in because that's funny. I did my my signal. To, I've got rocks. I think it's you. I it's think someone. I think you're, you. No, I think you're being targeted. What have you said recently? Let's let's have a think. Let's have a think. Oh, let's, back, oh, right? let's think. Goodness, where would we start? <laughs> Which company is it that's after me right now? Uh, hey, listen, a new movie coming out. Oh, actually, it's not a movie. It's a, it's a TV drama, a new TV drama. Now we had uh, talked about Blackberry, the movie that's coming yeah. out soon. There's a new six-part drama coming soon, based on the story of the Pirate Bay. Remember Pirate Bay? Wow. Oh, that, that's quite cool, actually. I would like to see that. And plus, you know, it's it's part of internet history or computer history, mm. even. You know, yeah. it's like Napster or anything like that. It was just, yeah, that thing was massive. I well, never yeah. used it. No, no, neither did I. No, and and no one I knew used it either. No, in fact, what is Pirate Bay? In Please fact, tell exactly. us. For those I mean, of us you that know, don't I don't know. even think I'm aware of what this thing but is. Google it and look it up. That's why I'm I have no idea. really keen to see the drama. Uh, but yeah, it's being produced by B Real Films, the same production company behind Midsummer. I don't know what that means. Uh, and LA-based indie distribution film Dynamic Television has acquired the worldwide rights for it. Oh, so there you go. 
That's um, good. Of course, before, before streaming services, this was the place where some people took to the high seas to download shows that didn't air in their home countries or movies they missed in the theatres. <laughs> I love how they put that. That is so funny. Uh, the, Bi- the Pirate Bay, which is a BitTorrent index, allowed users to contribute magnet links that others could access. And perhaps the most common first stop for internet users looking for content back then. That's so true. Um, and it was the place that you would go to because essentially you were taking it from another computer. I always remember, see if you remember this, if you had, people will know exactly what I'm talking about when I say this, if you found someone with a T1 line, do you remember that? Oh, yes. The T1 connection. Yes. That was like, wow, that's going <gasps> to be fast. We made it. I love you. That means T1. I can download this movie within the next month. <laughs> this was basically what it ended up. Uh, but apparently the whole story is uh, that it's going to be the classic rise and fall story, a tragedy about flying too close to the sun, but also a timeless story of a generational conflict. It will apparently tell a character-driven tale focused on the co-founders of the app, or the website, I should say, who established it as uh, anti-copyright activists. Eventually, they found themselves Hollywood's enemy number one, chased by anti-piracy agents, lawyers, and the Interpol until they were found guilty of assisting in copyright infringement and were sentenced to prison. So there you go. Wow, I really don't know what to say about that. I just know it was... um... A very interesting period of time there, and it was. Oh absolute... come on! I mean, look. Let's be honest no, about it. This no, is I'm the not time. being honest about anything. No, I'm not having the Interpol after me. I'll tell you that much. Uh, is that still a thing? The Interpol? Do we still have that? Let's not I don't find that. Um, just, just Interpol, isn't it? Not the. It's, well, it's called right, the Interpol you. here. No, right? no. All right, thank you. It is kind of funny this because it's a shame Pirate Bay is still not around. Otherwise, you could download this drama. About it <laughs> on Pirate Bay, that would have been I'm quite sure you can get amusing. it somewhere. I'm yeah, sure no, I'm sure you can't. I'm sure that's not possible. I'm sure there's absolutely no way that can happen anymore. But you know something? Th- things did change because it was the same, like you say, with Napster, LimeWire, all those other apps at the time. You know, I remember, I keep saying apps, but of course, I think in app terms these days, but we're talking websites. Um, you know, one of the things about that was it was the place to go if you if you didn't. There was no other way unless you were buying the music. If you didn't want to buy it, that's how you were doing it. You were getting the music from there. And I remember saying years ago, God, if they just had a system where you could go on and you could get the music you want, even like some kind of subscription service, I'd pay for this. I'd love this. No. And then it happened. And then well, Spotify so, oh, came along. Fault. and okay. Yeah, exactly. It's all my fault. Everyone's and, getting everything for free. And, and the, same was, said- the same with TV. And, you know, there was, <laughs> I, I remember, it wasn't that long ago, kids, you will not know what I'm talking about, but there was a time when you couldn't watch TV on demand. You couldn't watch TV. If you missed it on the telly, you missed it. It was gone unless you videoed it. Ask your yes. mum and dad what a video recorder is. <laughs> <laughs> They'll love to tell you. And also ask them how they recorded shows on it. That, I have to say, was probably the biggest source of fighting in my house was over trying to set the video recorder. Oh, did you not use Video Plus, oh, which is a series of like worse. 10 numbers you had to enter in and the TV listings in a magazine? It was great. Oh, such a, such a different world oh, back then. You know? Yeah, Things are a lot better now. Hooray. Well, they are. I mean, although in saying that, I don't know if you feel this, but I feel sometimes there's just so much to watch and listen to, I don't even know where to start. I end up oh, watching no. the same things or listening to the same music. In fact, there was a study done on this. So I think Spotify did the study on this, where they sort of looked at the kind of music people were listening to and thinking, you know, well, you know, I've got, say, 90,000 or 100,000 or however many tracks I can listen to. People were listening to, like, the same 10, 20 songs all the time. They were never yeah, venturing absolutely. outside of that. Same with TV shows. A lot of people just rewatch shows. I'm rewatching Succession again. I'm re-watch- I've rewatched The West Wing about five times. The Sopranos, you know, it's, it's just, it's ridiculous. I go through You're these ridiculous. cycles, yeah. yeah it, it, well, I mean, you just listen to what you listened to when you were growing up or at college or whatever. They just stick with you. It's what mm. you like. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I will say, look, you say there's, there's, you know, it's just so much choice out there now. Even now, I know, I'm going to say from personal experience, because my kids do this all the time, they wanted to watch, I don't know what it was, something on Disney Plus, but there was only series one out there. Mm. But in another country, on another streaming service, there's series two and three. So they still went to this slightly dodgy site to uh, watch series two and all that. 
it's it the, the industry is still dragging its feet about right now it's more about global and international release dates why something is not released in one country when it is on another one and it's behind a paywall in one country star trek discovery is a good example of that um it was released over here before it was released in america and in america it was behind a paywall or something i can't remember what the actual story was but those are problems that people are still having. So these sort of sites do still exist out there because people mm. want the content. Also, there's the whole VPN hopping thing, right? People can jump from country to country using a VPN so they can yes, try and get around. Right. Yeah. Because there's Although content you can watch on Netflix on in the that. US versus what you can watch in the UK or Canada and the same with Prime. It's funny because my Amazon Prime, it must be totally confused because every time I go into it, it says, oh, it looks like you're on holiday. And I'm sitting right here. Well, exactly. Not, sat uh, down. Yeah, all the time. This, I mean, some might, some people might call my life a holiday. That is up to you. But I don't know. It just seems weird to me. It's just weird that that is um, how it goes. But anyway, um, interesting. very interesting. interesting. I would like drama. to see that that drama. Yeah. I must say, although Pirate Bay just turned into a, a virus dumpster fire. Oh, pretty much. Yeah, it was just a place. If you wanted to download a virus to your computer, what a great place to go because they yeah. were all available. All the yes. time. <laughs> virus on demand. 24-7. <laughs> Except for Max, of course, because Max don't get viruses. <clears throat> anyway, okay. moving on. Uh, so we're going to be talking today about uh, hearing, because we talk a lot about accessibility or envision, because that's what we're here for. Um, but today I thought, you know what? Let's, let's think a little bit beyond this, because there's a great story that you might have heard about from Amazon. Uh, they've developed a way for, uh, with the company Cochlear, They've uh, been able to implement the ability for you to connect a Fire TV to your cochlear implants and other hearing aids, other Bluetooth hearing aids as well. So cool. Yeah, it is. So we're going to be joined today by Celine Lee uh, from Amazon in Canada. She's going to be telling us all about these features. And uh, Sean and I will be going through all that with her a bit later. And we'll have a look at some of the accessibility features around hearing which we can all use across iOS and Android. That's coming up. But I want to go back to a question it was posed to me, and it's a great question as we head into summer, whenever that is. Um, we are going to be uh, getting out and about again a little bit, hopefully. You especially. And, um, Maybe, yes. One of the things that <laughs> is funny because this question comes from Janine Stanley, friend of the show, and she uh, asked me about my best way to manage cables, dongles on the move because she says I always end up with a bag that is just full of cables and dongles. And she says, messy, you can never find what you're looking for. And, you know, usually the dongle you want has fallen to the bottom of the bag and you pretty much got to, you know, you never find it. And in the end, you've got to go and buy a new one and then you find it. And it's just not a way to just tidy this up. And I don't think that, that Janine was aware of this. And I certainly wasn't until I got my first one from my lovely wife who bought me this. And it was a gadget bag, right? It was like a cable and dongle bag. Actually built for the job, right? Not not like just a bag like you. I mean, I imagine you just have a black bag full of cables. I have in a fact, carrier bag from the 99 cent store. There That's you go. That's all I have yeah. faded. Well, this is... a hole in the corner. Yeah, exactly. And all that's where the dongles fall out, right? <laughs> How many dongles and cables are you people carrying? This oh, is absolutely... you got pockets? Just throw them in there. My pockets are full of USB pen drives at the minute, but that's about not it. Not when you're flying, Sean. <laughs> it's not Who's as easy flying? to... flying? Oh, forget that. Yeah, you're okay. not, but you know, no. when you're getting okay. on a plane... No, I mean, I have to say, getting a Braille display onto a flight is hard enough. Oof. Let's not yeah. even attempt 800 USB sticks and 15,000 <laughs> dongles. I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, but Go no, on, I was looking at this. Explain your, your handbag to me. So it's, it's not a handbag. It's okay, a little sorry. pocket bag, right? It's not a handbag, yeah. uh, although it does have a little handle on it. It's quite nice. I actually have nice. two because I ended up, we bought, I can't remember what it was, like a something for the TV show. It was maybe a lens or something for the camera. I don't know. But whatever it was, it came in this little bag. It was a really nice little bag, and I thought, I'm not getting rid of this because this has got a nice zippy thing, and you just got compartments in it. And it's got those little bits you can, little Velcro strips you can pull out, and you can, you know, change all the size around. Yeah. <sighs> it was really nice. So, yeah, use right, that. Calm down. Um, we're talking about the half the size of a laptop sleeve. That's generally the size of these things. And they're cable organizers. There's loads and loads of options out there. Some of them have little inserts that, as you open it up, it's like a book almost where, you know, each page of the book it has got loads and loads of compartments in it where you can just you can just slot in your cables and just keep them really neat and tidy. You can put dongles in there, plugs can in you? there. Yeah. 
Well, you see, I've got a almost like a toiletry bag with the same thing. You unzip it and it opens up like a book and there's little, you know, uh, uh, elastic hooks almost That's where it, you yep. tuck in the cables and everything. Absolutely fine. But as soon as I start filling it up with cables, it turns into a lumpy mess and just gets <laughs> on my nerves. I'm a little bit OCD about everything being quite, you know, smart and symmetrical and fitting in properly. Really? And you just can't when it comes to cables. You can. It, it just, everything's everywhere. Again, just stick it all in a bin bag and carry it over your shoulder. It'll be fine. <laughs> like a discount Santa Claus. Like a Santa Claus of uh, a really cheap tech store. Um, but you can get like thicker ones. I mean, like you say, the toilet bag actually is, is a better way to put it because it's it's exactly like that. It's it's like uh, you know, you, and you get different sizes. Yeah. Um, and you know that's really handy for carrying plugs as well as cables because you know what it's like. I mean, the MacBook adapter, for example, the the, the MacBook Air adapter is really small, weirdly, uh, but the MacBook Pro one is huge. And if you've got to take a European version of that or a Canadian version of that, you know, oh, plug yeah. with you as well. You've got all these things. So you can just put them all in there and then you have those little adapter cables and dongles inside. It, I, I know it's an extra thing to take, but it's kind of worth it. It really is. And if you get one small enough that can go inside your bag, I mean, I think it's twofold here, right? I think when you're blind, you have to accept you need a decent backpack. You've got to get a decent backpack. That's you're true. not a fan of backpacks, are you? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a fan of anything that I'm. That's just because I've got a terrible memory and I'm a bit scattered all over the place. I will just leave things everywhere and then it'll get exploded by someone. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it's a suspicious and they'll blow it up. I, I don't. Yes, what, near I'm your just, shed. <laughs> wherever what do you do you live on an army base what's going on I, I do that's i do have a series of backpacks but i just purely use them for you know one's got a thousand kettle power cables in them or or uh clover power cables you know what i mean figure eight power oh, cables yeah, yeah. the other yeah. one and funny enough i just had to go through them all this morning because um sarah my partner had had Told enough and said, yes, you need to throw some of these out. You can, I was on though. the call. I, was, I, I called you and I was sitting listening. And I was sitting listening to this conversation thinking... Argument. I have had... Yes, exactly. Uh, well, I must say, she was doing most of the arguing. Uh, but, you know, I was sitting there listening to this thinking, I have been through this so many times. I even moved all my stuff to the loft so that it would be out of the way. And even then, my wife, because she doesn't go into the loft... Yeah, and then all of a yeah. sudden she said one day, I'm going to go in the loft. And I think, oh, no, please don't go up there. And she goes up and it's like, what is all this rubbish? And, you know, I had to basically get rid of most of it, you know. It's our hidden shame. Don't yeah, no, exactly. It's full of our cables. <laughs> that's all that's up there. We're not and real men. I don't need cables. I, I've actually, I have, I have done a, a bit of a cutback. I managed to get everything into one little box, which I'm quite pre- pleased about. I mean, don't get me wrong. That box, the lid has now gone and it's now overflowing. <laughs> And I don't know why. I don't. I mean, it's like you know. I, I don't get it because you always think because you can guarantee, right? I did throw actually quite a lot away. Yes, I lost that argument you heard. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, did um, you have to throw them out? Did you have to get rid of all the? I, I had to go through and I threw out quite a lot of stuff that was duplicated. Right? Cables. Wasn't, hang on. Now, just just to stand oh. up for you for a minute here. Yeah. Uh, wasn't this in your wardrobe? Exactly in my wardrobe in the spare room. Right. I've got my wardrobe there. So hang on, spare room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Your yeah, yeah. wardrobe? Yes, that's right. I'd Three... have stood up to I'd have stood up to I'd have said, you, you know what? Yeah, I would have. Well done. I mean, I mean, not obviously in any kind of, like, today's Real reality, <laughs> but, you know, in my head. Ah, <sighs> what are these? I want to clear this out. I said, it's just three. Uh, she's got a t- four wardrobes full of shoes there. That's absolutely oh, what fine. What to say there? Yeah. Right, okay. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say now, anyway. <laughs> oh, yes. So I cleared a load out. But the fact of the matter is, you know what? There's that. As soon as you get rid of the stuff, you'll, you'll be looking for that cable. You'll come into a situation where, oh, I've got one of those somewhere, and you can never find it, and you always just end up buying it. I'll get it delivered next day from yes. Amazon. Yes. And that's why I've got so many of them, because I just, oh, I'll just buy another one. Well, you always doubt, don't you? You kind of play that game of doubt. You know, is this cable going to be any good? You know, it's going to be ruined, right? I mean, remember the yeah. days of optical cables? And Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. used to say if you snap it in any way, you know, that's it, it's ruined. So I used to just think, well, get rid of them then, because if I don't need it, I'm never going to, I'm, I'm going to break it more I likely. I just threw than... two of those away. I thought, yeah. I've been keeping them for years, thinking I might use that. Never, never used, used it. Got rid of it. A load of DVI to HDMI cables. Never going to use them. So, oh, oh no. Oh. I've just, re- can I just say, hashtag EBB. Uh-oh. I've got, I've got my shirt on inside out. <gasps> <The> buttons. <laughs> Hang on. I'm just checking mine now. 
Because I did this earlier. I was actually, I did, I did spend I've about half an hour the with door. this. I've oh, been to this. Dear. Oh, no. All the buttons are inside. Oh, I put that on inside out. Well done, me. I'm representing people. You see, I hate the. Sh- you get these t-shirts oh. now, and you can't quite. Sometimes, sometimes they have a label on the inside at the oh, bottom. Oh yes, that's right. And, and I and some people ask, you know, sometimes when I when I get them, I think, well, I cut these off, but I don't anymore because I think if I do that, there's a good chance I'm now sitting feeling my t-shirt to see if it's definitely the right way around because <laughs> I can never work it out. The label should be on the inside left side. Now there's no label, or on the back of the neck, obviously. No, there's no there's no back. That's no the label. Prop- no, no, there's well, nothing in this. No, no, well, it doesn't matter then. Inside out, back to front. Obviously, it's a, um, it's free and easy. This is a Facebook T-shirt. I should tell you. I don't mean Wait, it came. I don't mean it's what? got Facebook written on it. I mean it's a T-shirt I bought on Facebook. Who buys T-shirts on Facebook? You are so weird. Who would buy a T-shirt? What's special it was an about advert. this T-shirt? Yeah. And Have we said, talked about this? No, I don't think so. Um, it was a T-shirt. I was, I was sitting one day. I, I swear this thing is listening to me all the time. And I was saying, you know, these T-shirts have got really never really fit properly. I mean, I could lose weight. <laughs> that would be the obvious yeah. thing. But <laughs> I'm not going to just go on Facebook and buy a bigger T-shirt. But this was the thing. This T-shirt, the adverts, like, well, these are really great T-shirts for people who, you know, that, that don't what regular T-shirts don't work for. And I'm like, <laughs> that's me. For. When you say don't work, you mean don't fit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> these clothes don't work for me. <laughs> They're far too tight. <laughs> I would honestly, I mean, I would wear a onesie. Every day of my life, if I could get away with it, if I could uh, get like onesies that were like jeans and t-shirt, uh, I mean, I'd look like Homer Simpson then. <laughs> the end, I know I would, but you know, if I if I could get a <laughs> if I look could on get Facebook, a onesie, you never know. Like, I, there was even talk during the pandemic. I remember this, and I got so excited. It never came to be. It was a Kickstarter, and it was a, a onesie like a suit. You could wear it, and it looked like a suit, but it wasn't a suit. It was. A onesie. And I was so excited. It didn't look like a suit. Who we tried? A, a onesie that looked like, like a, suit. a suit. It was like those T-shirts. I remember, was it the Paul Hogan show? And his uh, comedy partner on there used to wear a T-shirt, which had like a tuxedo print on it, you know, with a, yeah, a yeah, bow tie yeah. and all that. That's what it looked like. Or it looks like those aprons with someone with lingerie on. Oh, do you know something? Right. So that something my wife bought me for Christmas. Not that, by the way. Um, lingerie? But... <laughs> definitely Ooh, not. Definitely now. not. Some of it looks like lingerie, but the way it's stretched out, but no. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> No, the, 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 the thing I got, which I thought was absolutely brilliant, she thought it was a joke, and she said, I imagine you'll laugh, but you'll throw it away. Uh, I loved it. And it was a, it's like a, if you imagine like a waistcoat uh, with a shirt and tie, but it's actually a bib, right? So you wear it, okay. you put it, you clip it around your neck, and it looks as if you're sitting there with a shirt and tie on and a, a nice waistcoat. But actually, it's just to catch your food. <laughs> it's a bib. <laughs> I am so happy with this thing. I wear it all the time. I love it. Oh, actually, I gotta say, I'm quite envious. That I does got sound, it. I, that I tell you, good. you are gonna because I'm thinking to myself, I could get a little suit jacket. I could put it over the top. You'd never know. <laughs> we could go to fancy restaurants, even. <laughs> as long as I never laughs. stand up or laugh, it'll be. It just comes. Oh. Pick. I mean, you know that way. Sometimes you laugh, and maybe your your you know your uh, tuxedo tie, or whatever, might just pop off. Well, yes. this would be the entire thing would pop off. Just fly across the room. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, talking of which, I know we could probably need to go in a second. Um, oh, where are we going? Of, talking of EBBs, I don't know somewhere. <laughs> talking of EBBs. The soup maker incident. Oh, right. Okay. Did I, did I, we talked oh, yeah, about the, how the, yeah, you were having we bought, pear soup. We bought a new soup. Oh, okay. I've already told you. Yeah, you know, you did. The pear soup and the cardboard in the bottom. Cardboard? Yes. We 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 discovered that we'd left the uh, instruction oh, no. manual at the bottom. Oh, for goodness so, sake. So uh, we still at it, though. You oh, know, of course. Yeah, because that makes total sense. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not throwing it away. So pears and... Um, User manual soup. It was absolutely disgusting. But there you go. Yes. So I'm, I'm giving up on cooking. Uh, yeah, that makes uh, a lot of sense. I will say, though, <laughs> we have been playing with this Be My Eyes beta. And uh, one of the things oh. that I did the other day was we had, uh, we had burgers last night. And I said to my wife, let's not, because my wife just, she just oh. knows how to cook, right? She's one of those people, she just gets it, right? Showing she can just cook cooking. anything, right? You can just hand her any thing in the world 
like you know, even a even a cardboard box probably, and she'd be able to cook it into something edible. Use and, a manual um, pair. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's um, you know, let's let's cook these burgers. But I said, let's ask Be My Eyes, the new virtual volunteer, how to cook them. So that's fine. So I did, and and I didn't. I don't think the the front of the box had any cooking instructions on it. Um, but we did it, and it and it gave us the instructions on how to cook it. But then I said. How do you cook it in an air fryer? Oh. And it came back with a response. Well, I don't know about your air fryer, so I can't give you any, any answer. So I thought, okay, what do I do here? So I oh. took a picture of the air fryer. That's it. Just took a picture of the air fryer and said, this is the air fryer. How would I cook these burgers in this? And it came back and said, with that air fryer... You want to set your heat to 180 for 15 minutes, you know, turn halfway, blah, 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 and that's it. Your burgers will be fantastic. So I did exactly what it said. Yes. Burgers were fantastic. Oh, well done, Because you always sir. cook less time in an air fryer, right? You don't cook the same. So say it's 25 minutes in a, an oven. It might be like 18 minutes in a, an air fryer because it cooks much quicker. Well, a cynical man might say, what difference did it make what air fryer you had? And did it actually recognise that air fryer? Well, it actually said Ninja. Yeah, it said Ninja air fryer. Oh, right. Oh, it, no, it, that, it got that, that is impressive then. I take it all back. That is cool. Um, what else did we try last night? We started taking pictures of absolutely everything last I know, night. No, that's what we've been doing. Taking pictures <laughs> out of the window, what's out there, what's on the hill. It's, oh, I love that was the one in the fridge. We said, uh, we said, what's in the fridge? And it gave us a list of things. And my wife said, are there potatoes in the fridge? And we forgot if they were or not, and we and it said yes on the bottom shelf, and I went checked and yeah there they were. I was like, oh this is amazing, that this is, is nice. so cool. Yeah, um, it is. I mean it's it's one of those things where as soon as you it gives you information that you think, huh, you kind of think oh it's all terrible, and then you you listen properly. Like for example, it said uh, with the air fryer, you know, turn it on to 180 for three minutes, and I thought oh that's not right, but then we listened to the message again and it said preheat. For three minutes. Ah, so, ah, that okay. is right. Yeah. And then cook on for the, you know, so it was like, honestly, just incredible. Um, yeah, the, the <sighs> Be My Eyes beta is really good. It's funny because we've had, um, we've been talking back and forth with Mike Buckley, the CEO of Be My Eyes. He is, he wants to come on and he wants to interview us about our thoughts oh, on this. So I said to him, cool. let's do that in a couple of weeks' time. Let's get him back on and he, we, we do, we'll do a takeover. He can, he can interview us. We yeah. can talk about it. If we go after 20 minutes, because does he have to finish the show off? That'd be good. That's, that's true. Maybe we could just do the second half himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's not hand this show away, because I feel, I feel if we do, someone else will just run away with it, and we'll never no, see it true. again. Yes, we love this show. God bless you, Mr. F. And, of course, then we just have to back to being conversations between you and I, um, which I'm okay with, but, you ah, know, I kind of like fine. involving other people. Yeah. Right, listen, stick around. Wow. Up next. <laughs> that was a weird... Uh, first part of the show. I, I, I'm trying to think. I, I'm going to have to ask ChatGPT on how to possibly make sense of this first half. Um, but yes, because I, I can't think of how to write the show notes on this one. Uh, but listen, stick around. Up next, we are going to be talking all about some new hearing accessibility features in Amazon Fire TVs and TV Sticks. That with Celine Lee from Amazon in Canada next. Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. We'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. I'm just thinking, Sean, you know, this is a very serious part of the show we're getting to, right? Because it's a I very know. important feature. And we've kind of just talked about how you're wearing shirts inside out. I can't figure out how burgers get cooked. Yes. Um, we haven't I really shown ourselves manuals. up in the best light here, have we? I know. I know. But you know what? I'm I'm embracing it. I do these things. There's nothing wrong with it. It's exactly. who I am. Hooray for us. Be you. Yes. Um, and things. Yeah. I want to sing that song from The Greatest Showman, but I can't remember what it is. Uh, this is me. This is it. Me. This is it. This me. is it. Let it go. No, it's the real thing. That's a different song. That's Melba Moore. Um, <laughs> remember Melba Moore? Oh, of course I do. What a lovely dessert that was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now- Huge fan. You probably put peaches in it or pears. Uh, all right, calm down now. Let's, let's be serious. This is a very, very interesting serious. subject coming up. And actually, 
incredibly useful, right? Well, exactly. That's right. Unlike this program, yes. this feature is incredibly useful. <laughs> uh, so Amazon have partnered with Cochlea, the company behind the implants, which, of course, are making a huge difference to many, many people. And uh, Celine Lee is joining us from the company now from Amazon in Canada to talk all about how they are implementing this into their products. So, Celine, thank you, first off, for coming on to the show. Really great to have you here. Perhaps you could tell us about this new partnership between Amazon and Cochlear. So we're, we're really proud uh, to collaborate with a uh, leading hearing technology company, Cochlear, to make uh, entertainment more accessible to all customers. So with this announcement, um, really for the first time, people with hearing loss can stream sound from their Amazon Smart TV directly to their cochlear hearing implants. And they can do that via the open source audio streaming for hearing aids or ASHA protocol. And this really is an advancement that will allow Amazon smart TV devices to stream the sound directly to the hearing implant sound processor. And customers can uh, pair their compatible um, hearing aids and devices directly, meaning that they then have access to private listening. One thing that about this that's really cool is that it really builds into Amazon's mission to uh, create a more accessible future for all. And we do that through our devices and services. And it's really just the start. We're excited to continue to build and to provide more innovative ways to ensure that all of our customers have more accessible ways to watch TV. Now, you have a wide range of products. You've got Fire TV sticks, you've got new Fire TVs themselves. How compatible is this new offering with uh, all of your range? Yeah, so today, through this um, ASHE support, Fire TV devices are compatible with uh, multiple cochlear devices, and that includes um, the Nucleus 8, 7, the Cancer 2, and Bahamax sound processors. Um, when you think about Compatibility to devices and plans. I think one thing that's really important to understand is that uh, when uh, the process for designing uh, accessible products at Amazon really starts the same way as most things at Amazon, which is that we work backwards from the customer because that customer obsession is really core to Amazon and, and is one of our leadership principles. And so for accessibility products, it means two things. One, we want to make sure that we're creating a product that is accessible uh, and delightful for everyone, um, which means that we usually have to ask ourselves two questions when we think about um, you know, designing a new device and service. First, how will we ensure that this product is accessible? And secondly, is there anything about this product that might be especially important to or impactful for a customer with a disability. So this is a key ingredient to designing and inventing a product uh, for everyone. And, you know, it, it means um, starting from um, working with people uh, with disabilities, whether it's in our engineering roles, quality assurance roles, program management roles, like uh, user research, anything. They're really living the experience, and uh, that's what we strive to understand so we can build and um, you know the products that really will delight everyone. You mentioned impact in the audience there. Can you tell us what sort of feedback you've got from users that use these accessibility features? Yeah, so uh, there's uh, one example that I can share. It's um, one of our customers who happens to also be an influencer. Her name is Molly Burke. Uh, Molly was just four years old when she was diagnosed with a condition that causes blindness. Uh, she ceased to seeing shapes and colors by the time she turned 14. And eventually she started speaking about her experience and she became a, an advocate for people with disabilities. Uh, she built a, a great community of online fans uh, on her YouTube channel. She has like, uh, I think, 1.9 million followers and she talks about her personal experience. And what she said, um, and one thing that she's grateful for today is, for example, her Fire TV stick, which she's able to control using her voice uh, to easily access entertainment on TV. Um, she also uses things like audio descriptions to listen to what's happening on screen. So we, we're hearing really from, from customers the, the value and, and the independence that they gain through these products. 
Now, look, we're all seasoned here at turning on things like audio description and captioning, but what about connecting up a cochlear implant? Is it just like connecting a Bluetooth device? So to pair a hearing implant uh, sound processor uh, and a Fire TV device, customers can visit the Fire TV settings. They will navigate to accessibility. You'll select hearing aids and follow the on-screen instructions to connect them. Um, I think what's important to know is that for an optimal experience, uh, we recommend that customers be within three meters or 10 feet uh, of the Fire TV device and also in line of sight uh, of the device. It's also best to be connected over a five gigahertz Wi-Fi network. Uh, the proximity piece, um, it's a little closer than traditional Bluetooth um, devices, and that's primarily because the radio antenna in hearing aids um, and devices usually doesn't support the same range that standard Bluetooth headphones do because of their small size and, and low power budget. But uh, the pairing process, otherwise, it's fairly smooth. There's also um, more info and videos uh, on Amazon website that kind of walks you through how to do that. Of course, it seems like absolutely everyone is talking about AI at the moment, artificial intelligence. But, you know, let's not forget the Echo smart speaker, Lady A, has been around for the longest time and it's just so accessible that it's made a real difference i'm a great fan of it but have you had much user feedback about what a difference it does make especially if you're visually impaired you know to everyday tasks everyday life really yeah, um, that's a great question. And, you know, Alexa was born almost nine years ago now. Uh, it's become an extre- extremely accessible tool, thanks uh, primarily to the power of voice technology. It's really this natural interface for customers, um, particularly who are blind, have low vision. But it's also incredibly powerful for customers who have motor or mobility impairments. Um, and, you know, in my role, I'm, I'm, I get the opportunity to hear from uh, customers from all ages, different abilities about how Alexa um, has fundamentally improved or simplified their lives. So a few examples that um, we've heard is, for example, um, customers who became a customer who became quadriplegic and shared how Alexa on Fire TV is a life-saving product because they can now independently watch TV without assistance from their family. And that's super powerful, something that, you know, you may not think about if you're not impacted by by something like that. Um, We also hear from customers who are blind or with low vision about our Alexa show and tell feature where, you know, they can hold up an um, item, like a pantry item to an Echo Show and Alexa will tell them what it is. Uh, Another really, um, really uh, incredibly useful feature. And then you know, we, we hear more broadly about features like even like hands-free Alexa calling and drop-in, which lets customers check in on loved ones or, you know, using reminders to stay on top of appointments, medications, bills. At some point uh, in life, most people will either have a disability or know someone who does. And Alexa's affordability as well as the different form factor that it comes in you know going from an echo show to a fire tv cube or a fire tv stick like um, it really allowed customer to more easily get the benefits uh, of accessibility no matter their circumstances so alexa can be everywhere for anyone who wants it or need it Um, and its availability i think has improved access to communication entertainment smart home uh, and more the power of voice um, that Alexa offers really opens possibilities and new experiences, and, and we want to continue to invent to make Alexa even more accessible. You know, as blind people here, we do tend to get a little bit more involved in our tech, especially smart tech, and the capability of something like Lady A uh, just, you know, I guess creates so many potential opportunities. Have you had any stories that inspire you in how you might use Lady A at home? You know, I've I've heard stories of uh, people getting very creative um, and more extreme in their usage, like you know, putting uh, Alexa everywhere in their home, controlling every aspect of their smart home. And that's something that uh, I think is is probably going to be less uncommon in the future. Uh, but it's it's just a starting point. Celine Lee from Amazon, thank you so much for coming on to the show. And uh, also, we'll be hearing more from Celine soon on Double Tap TV. So listen out for that interview coming up 
on a future episode. Um, yeah, Sean, it's just it's, it's great what Amazon are doing. And I just want to mention as well, because a lot of people might not realize there are lots of features like these available in iPhones and on Android devices as well. So on Android, for example, you can connect up Bluetooth hearing aids. Uh, you've got lots and lots of uh, hearing-related support, like captioning, of course, but you can even do things on Android like live captioning, which will automatically automatically caption any speech, not just on a, a TV show or you know on a call, but actually any speech at all. Um, it will be able to caption that. Amazing. Um, live transcribe, capture speech and sound, displaying it as text on your screen. Sound notifications as well, helping you know what's going on in your home, like if a smoke alarm beeps or doorbell rings. And this will all work, of course, with TalkBack on Android as well. So you could use this if you perhaps have some hearing loss and vision loss as well. Real-time text for people who are deaf, RTT as it's often known, lets you use text to communicate on phone calls as well. And for those who aren't necessarily considering themselves, you know, with hearing loss, um, there are things like sound amplifier that can just help you improve the audio. So let's use wired or Bluetooth headphones to filter, augment and simplify audio in your environment or on your Android device. Hearing aid support, of course, as I mentioned earlier as well, lets you pair hearing aids with your Android device to hear more clearly. There are tons and tons of features. And if you are new to hearing loss or you're, you know someone who is, then you know one of the apps you want to get downloaded onto your Android device is Android Accessibility Suite, which has all of these functions and more built in. And of course, this applies to multiple disabilities, but it does enable you to get access to that. And on the iPhone side, again, similar. Uh, MFI, as they call them, made for iPhone hearing aids. Uh, those are uh, applicable and work with uh, your iPhone live listen. That's a cool feature as well that's on the iPhone. So it basically turns your uh, microphone on your uh, smartphone into like a live listen device. So well, actually uh, you can put your phone on the table in front of the person you're talking to and you can hear on your hearing aids or on your AirPods what is being said. So if you're sitting across the room from someone and you're really struggling to hear them, and I don't know, as my, as my slides got worse, I found it really difficult to hear people. <laughs> I don't know what that is. No, yeah, I'm exactly the same. I always struggle over like a, a, a restaurant counter, a fast yes. food counter. I can never hear what they're saying. I've got to lean forward like I'm trying to jump over. It's weird. So what you could do is you could have your AirPods and you could just hold your phone upside down in your hand and essentially use your phone like a microphone. Like, like, you're like interviewing I'm interviewing. Them. Yes. That's right. <laughs> but that's How a are great you feature. Big Macs today? <laughs> but what I love about that is that is a feature for anybody. It's not, I mean, you can consider it and it is an accessibility feature that does make a heck of a difference to a lot of people, but anybody could use this. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. Visual alerts. I'm sure this is a thing on Android as well, but the LED on your iPhone or iPad can blink when your device is locked and when you can get a notification. It can be useful if you don't want to miss a notification while your device is locked. FaceTime video calls, of course, uh, great for people who communicate with sign language. Uh, some video content from iTunes will uh, find the iTunes store will include alternative audio languages such as closed captions and subtitles for the deaf and hard of hearing. Headphone accommodations. Now, this is a big area. Um, again, loads of customizable options in here uh, to amplify soft sounds, adjust certain frequencies for your hearing need. You can even use an audiogram uh, information that you might get from an audiologist or you can even create one using your AirPods uh, and build that into the health app. You just add it into the health app to customize audio settings and it can actually make a real difference to people. There's lots of people we know who are using things like that. That is so clever. Benefit from it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if we're going to say his name, but I, I know he went for a hearing test recently and he got that and he said, that's the first thing I'm going to try is putting it through there because he thinks it could really help. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Um, okay. And maybe we'll get that person. I don't want to say his name because that would be no, unfair. No, we don't know he's if not he's here. okay with it. Um, yeah. But, you know, if he's up for talking about it, as I'm sure he probably is, then we could get him on. But, you know, again, this is someone who doesn't necessarily have a heeding impairment, or at least it's not being characterized as that yet. But these features can really make a difference. There's another thing, of course, which is worth considering because it's not just all about making things clearer or easier to hear. In some cases, it's about focus as well. And the new background sounds feature, I don't know if you've ever tried it, but on the Mac, they have it now. They have it on the oh. iPhone. But you can have like streams and ocean no. sounds and thundering rain and <laughs> whatever it is that people love. I, I kind of like some of that stuff, but I hate it. 
Do you? I, th- I think. Do you know what it is? I think yeah. a lot of people who are blind who use screen readers. I don't know about you, but I find it really irritating. I just can't really enjoy music anymore as I work because I can't listen. Well, no, to No, no, that's right. Yeah, no, absolutely. But that's not what it's for, as you said. You know, it's it's no, not, it's not for, for that. But it's but not it's, for us. Well, no, but I, I don't know if it, I, I think it's a similar thing though. Because the good thing is you can have a background sound. I know, for example, during the pandemic, a friend of ours, same friend. Um, he <laughs> used he used a cafe sound effect on his Echo to basically just give him. A, I think it was either a cafe or an office. I can't remember which one it was, but it was like a sound basically of people around him, and it gave him a feeling of at least he wasn't sitting there on his own. Oh, that would give me a feeling of utter panic. Yeah, no, I'd quite like that as long as I didn't find it was a camera on me at any point. But yeah, <laughs> whatever works, right? It's yeah. absolutely yeah. Whatever, it's nice to have the options there. Absolutely. Uh, okay, listen, I want to get a couple of uh, your messages in. Laura reads our emails, of course. This one from Gordon. Hi, Double Tappers. Just a couple of quick comments on some voiceover issues. I use lots of folders on my iPhone to keep the similar apps grouped together. For a long time, when opening a folder, voiceover focus landed very randomly on one of the apps within the folder. It rarely seemed to land in the same place. Since iOS 16.4, however, Focus now lands on the folder name every time. I know I shouldn't feel happy about voiceover working as it was supposed to, but it's a refreshing fix to a minor (laughs) glitch, which has irritated me for months. Secondly, I agree with Sean about the problem of voiceover on the Apple Watch suddenly going silent for no apparent reason. I used to get this almost every day, although I now experience it only two to three times a week. I've tried changing the voice, using different watch faces, but none of these made any difference. It does seem to be getting better, but it has still not been fixed. However, when it happens, I think the best way to fix it is to do a reset of the watch by holding in the crown and the side button simultaneously for six or seven seconds. This shuts the watch down and restarts it with voiceover working again. And it saves that panic about whether you are going to activate the emergency services alert. Yes. Loving the show as always, and I can't wait for the Be My Eyes virtual assistant to go live. It sounds fantastic. All oh, the best, is. Gordon from Livingston in Scotland. Thanks, Gordon. Yeah, it absolutely is a fantastic feature. I think this is going to change. It's funny because I was showing my wife the feature last night and she was just blown away by it. Yeah. We were talking about the burger thing and the air fryer and all that. You know, she was just like, she was just blown away because it's it's the Mine things. It, well, it's the things that you can do now with this that we would have, even if we had someone, I mean, if you, even if you had Ira, even if you had paid for Ira, or even if you got a volunteer on, even if you got a friend round, they wouldn't know the answer to that. No, that's If you right. said, how do I air fry this? They'd be like, I don't know, I need to Google it. And then they'd have to work out, okay, so based on average rather than the information in front of them. Like, they couldn't do any of that. No, that's right. It's the Amazing. intelligence that's impressive, right? That's, that's the thing about it. <laughs> you imagine, you just imagine for a second, when we get to the point where this thing is capable I mean, it's just terrifying. But think about this. Let's imagine that in a in a year's time, it's able to recognise video and maybe even live video. And then you imagine that, let's say this summer, Apple brings out a pair of glasses that can augment AR and AI into them. And suddenly you have a, something that you can query live on your surroundings. Like, yeah. what's that? Where's this? What's going on here? What do I do with that? Can you imagine how that's going to change our world? No, absolutely. And that, I think that will be another major shift as soon as we get to real-time video analysis. I mean, <sighs> wow. I don't know how far away that is, but I think it's definitely going to come along. Well, and, yeah. I'll tell you, this whole plug-in thing with GPT, like lots of people developing plugins for it, and they're saying, you know, you could have things like there's one I saw, which was edit video. So you just basically just type in a text prompt saying knock 10 seconds off the front, you know, cut at this point, cut at that point. And then it just it just delivers you back the video. I mean, yeah. Why well, we're in I'm, trouble? We're all doomed. <laughs> I take it all back. Let's ban it. <laughs> Sean's gone all months. Italian. Um, <laughs> listen, one quick message from Peter, uh, who has uh, got in touch with us from uh, Robin Hood County, as always. Hi, Stephen, Sean, and all double tappers. It's Pete in Robin Hood County. Hoping you're all well. Just a quick update on the early warning system that is going to be trialled on the 23rd of April in the UK, which is a Sunday, I'm told. It will occur at 3pm British summertime. So if you're in a crowded area and you've all got your mobile phones on, what fun it's going to be. One wonders if your phone is turned off, it will force the phone on. I'm not going to try that. 
But anyway, just a quick update on the early warning system. Thank you for all the interesting shows, and I look forward to more. Take care from Robin Hood County on a sunny morning. Bye for now. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. You found it. I found the purge. I think I think this is like a dance mix of it. I don't, I don't know what that is. There you go. That is it. That is going to be the sound of the alert. No, it's not. It's not going to be oh, that sound. I hope that was going to play us out there. That was gorgeous. Oh, no, I, don't, I don't think that's... You know that way when you start hearing something you don't know it's what yes. it is? You're thinking, yeah, what's going to happen next? Yeah, exactly. What are the next 10 seconds of this audio going to give us? Um, but yeah, this is, this is going to frighten a lot of people. I think this is why it's good to talk about this. I'm glad you brought this up, Peter, because for a lot of people in the UK, this is... Some, I mean, I think about my mum, for example, who, you know, despite telling her about it, she will she will be completely freaked out oh, when it happens. Absolutely. I'm just expecting the phone calls any time because yeah. this will just keep going until you, uh, you, you go to the notification, right? As far as I understand it. This isn't I mean, something that's just going to go for a bit and then stop. It's this month, right? So... Yes, 23rd. But there's been no advertising on this, I don't think, in the UK. Oh, I, don't I don't think I've seen I anything that TV. says... I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but the, people that, but the thing is, Sean, the people who actually are going to be impacted by this do watch television. Yeah, all right. So you kind of think they might okay. want to be, you know, putting an advert on there to no, let them I, know. I, I, yeah, I do agree. I mean, this is going to be... Um, it is going to scare people, absolutely. I mean, but it's the, a good the, thing. I mean, it's a good thing to have. I mean, you oh, know... Oh, yeah, of course it is. It's a national alert. alert system is yeah. a fantastic thing to have. But I can guarantee the thing that's going to happen is that my mum or my dad's going to ring me up and say, I think I'm being hacked. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the first thing they always say, no matter what the, the call is or no matter what the email is, they always think it's a, a, some sort of scam or hack, which actually is a good thing because it means they're less likely to fall for anything. Yeah, so but, that's the opposite uh, it, for me, unfortunately. It's the opposite problem I have, really? which is that my mum and dad usually call me and say, a lovely man called today and oh, he was asking yes. about this that and the next thing and we just and you know we, we signed up to it you're like all right okay okay what was the number yeah you got yeah. to go and go and backpedal everything and uh yeah it can be quite scary the, the problem with these scams is you know they some of them they they just need to get a name and once it's almost like oh you're on a list one That's hook it. yeah but yeah. it's just like the only need for some people is just a hook and it's like well they knew my name or they or they knew where i lived and i often think to myself do they know or did you give them that information Yes. You know, did yes. you say, oh, yes, that's right, I live in, you know, and they've just said a random area. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, uh, listen, it's been a good show today. Thank you for that, Sean. I've enjoyed this. Um, at Easter Monday was, as well. We've uh, been it was fun. working hard Slightly today. surreal, but it was great fun. Thank you. Yeah. Well, isn't it always? Isn't that double tap? Is that what it's, it's a text I'm going to go dress Honest. myself properly, like a proper yeah, grown Yeah, go up. dress yourself properly. I'm going to stop eating chocolate. I think, um, well, at least <laughs> up until midnight when the rabbits say it's okay to stop eating chocolate or say I shouldn't eat it. Uh, listen, that's it for today. Thank you. Uh, coming up this week, we're going to be joined by, I'm really excited about this actually, Ventakesh uh, Chari is going to be joining us, CEO of Orbit Research yes. on the show. He is going we to be joining us. Yes, tomorrow <laughs> he is going to be here on the show. Uh, so lots of interesting conversation to have around the Optima and other Orbit products as well. That's it for today, though. Thank you for listening. Sean, as always, thank you. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Bye-bye. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV, too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-tv every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there, too. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.